Bueller. Hello, this is Ned Schneebler. Mr. Feeney? Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? Mr. Feeney! Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. I'm London. <laughs> Any more brain busters? Where is AARON right now? Hello and welcome to the Progress Report. Uh, this is the, the first, first of first edition of the, the first of potentially many episodes of the Progress Report. Uh, this is a podcast that is uh, produced, recorded, starred uh, by, and with and in uh, Brian Whalen. That's you. That's me. And, last time I checked, and, which and, was uh, uh, I don't know when the last time I checked. Me neither. And I'm Mike McFadden. We are both uh, high school teachers at Glenbrook South High School. Uh, we both teach in the business department. Uh, Brian, how long have you been teaching? Um, this is the start of my 12th year okay, here so at GBS. 12th year at GBS. This is my second year at GBS. This is my uh, eighth year as a uh, regular classroom teacher. And then uh, I did a year before that as a substitute teacher. You ever substitute teach? I did not. You did a, a teaching aid position. I was at some an aid point, position right? here, yep. And then uh, eventually was was fortunate enough to land a full time teaching job here. And so, uh, besides my student teaching, this is the only place I've ever taught. Okay, I've taught um, on the in the inner city um, at, at a charter school. I've taught in the uh, northern suburbs of Chicago, um, about the halfway point between Chicago and Milwaukee. So actually, almost into Wisconsin, and now here at Columbus South, which is a, a north suburb of Chicago. Uh, so a variety of experiences from the two of us. Uh, so, so that's our perspective. And the goal of this podcast, uh, as we were thinking about what we wanted uh, to do with this, uh, is to really provide pre-service teachers and uh, what we might call rookie teachers or first, second year teachers, teachers that are early in their career with uh, some of the advice that we wish we had uh, gained, not by being thrown in the deep end, but uh, really as a, the, the information, the stuff that you don't get in college. Yeah, I, I think uh, so much of uh, education in college in, is about uh, strategies and uh and developing lessons, and uh, and so there's a lot of things that get neglected that I feel like we can uh, provide uh, all of you that are listening out there with. Yeah, there's also the the practical uh, side of teaching that you can really only uh, gain by doing, um, and by collaborating with colleagues, with the people that you work with, uh, with uh, your with your professional network. Uh, so again, we're trying to take the lessons that we learned. Um, in our combined 20 years in the classroom and offer that to to you, the relatively new or pre-service teacher. That, that's our goal. Or if you're just interested in learning a little bit more about teaching and you feel like anything that we're going to talk about might have some value, we hope uh, that you can implement some of these things in your classroom. Yeah, by no stretch of the imagination uh, are we trying to exclude Maybe, maybe some stretch. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a small stretch of the imagination. Okay. But for the most part, we're not trying to exclude anybody from this conversation. But we do have a target audience uh, in mind. Also, we both teach entrepreneurship. Um, and so one of the, the things that we preach in our class um, comes from uh, the, the theory of running lean and producing a minimum viable product. And if you don't teach business, that makes no sense to you. Essentially what it means is producing the simplest version of your product and testing it in the market. So we're interested in creating a podcast. So instead of spending uh, months developing ideas, we're just doing. We're making right away. We're going to put this out there. We're going to get feedback, and we're going to improve upon it. So while this may be slow and perhaps at times painful, um, our goal is that this is better um, the next time we do it and, and continuously improves until the point that we have something that we're proud of 
and uh, and, and share and uh, basically just that we're proud of. Much much like teaching, it might be ugly at first, but uh, hopefully you arrive at a point uh, where you feel comfortable. Yeah, a lot of what we talk about in education is you know having a growth mindset. Um, one of the reasons that we named our podcast what we did is the, the progress report is one it's a play on words of uh, something that exists in education a, a progress report but also as a teacher you are constantly progressing in your career you're never done you are continuously growing uh, and, and so that that's why it's funny I, I think it is it is funny I got to give Mike all the credit for the name yeah and, and it's also really good if you have to explain why something is funny that's what I have found uh, I think if, if if I look back at where I was as a as a first year teacher and even my first couple of years of teaching just how drastically uh, my role in the classroom has changed what I'm providing students uh, has changed um, I think that uh, I, I have definitely applied and uh, somewhat lived that growth mindset uh, in cl- in my classroom right so um, basically each episode what we're intending to do is uh, to and this might change we, we might turn this into an interview show at some point but uh, uh, what we think we want to do is have uh, a topic that relates to something that might be of use uh, to teachers, that might be uh, of use to somebody early in their career. Uh, There's a lot of noise in the educational world. And so today we decided to choose uh, one topic uh, that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I, in addition to being a business teacher, focus um, a lot in the area of technology and educational technology. I was an instructional technology coach for three years. And um, so what I want to do is talk about something I recently blogged about at my uh, website, mmcfadden.com, M-A-C-F-A-D-D-E-N.com, about blogging. And I I recently wrote a post uh, why I think that teachers shouldn't, should not have their students blog. Brian, did you get a chance to to look at that? I did, and I can actually speak from experience that I was one of the uh, guilty parties that uh, was reading your article, which with much shame as uh, at some point, uh, again, trying new things, um, having students set up a blog. And uh, I think if you Googled any of my students, uh, they would probably fit that criteria that you described as, uh, or described in that article about uh, the same kind of templates, a little profile about themselves, and then maybe one or two posts with, uh, I think it was the Google Plus Icon. Yes, I think we need well. to provide a little bit of background knowledge uh, because I think when uh, Web 2.0 technologies uh, came uh, came to the forefront, I think there was this big emphasis to utilize them, which which isn't bad in of itself. Uh, but blogging became all the rage, and um, uh, what ended up happening is uh, teachers. Uh, wanted to get student work online because the idea was that they'd be sharing their work with an authentic audience and that the blog platform would facilitate a two-way conversation between author, student author, and uh, reader from all over the world. Um, and in theory, this this was a great idea. It, it, and I still think it's a great idea. That aspect of student blogging uh, is great. But in practice, I think what ends up happening for most teachers is there's a lot of time spent setting up the blog, setting up the platform itself. And what I write about in my blog post is that uh, very uh, few, or uh, th- there isn't much writing that deserves its own platform um, per se, especially uh, a student writing assignment. Uh, what we want out of the blog is the ability to share with the public, uh, to to engage in conversation with the reader via the comment section. But 
what I don't think we want to do is waste a lot of time setting up uh, blogger template themes. Generally, what ends up happening is all these blogs start looking the same. The students write half of an about page. They have gadgets that are kind of pushed in there by default that don't really make a, a whole lot of sense. And then after the assignment, these, these blogs are essentially orphaned. So there's millions of student blogs that have one or two assignments. And really, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have this incredibly powerful platform hosting one or two posts. Brian, uh, would you agree with... Guilty as charged, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and so am I. I. I've been doing that up until this year um, be, until I learned of a, a new resource. And so the resource that I learned about was um, Medium, medium.com. And what medium.com is, is it's actually a blog platform itself. The difference is instead of setting up your entire uh, your entire blog with a subdomain. Um, everybody is writing on the same platform. And interestingly, the founder of Blogger, a guy named Ev Williams, um, actually is the founder of Medium. Um, you might also know of his other business that he founded. Do you know what that is, offhand, Brent? I do not. It is Twitter. Twitter. All right. So Ev Williams really understands web publishing. Um, he's had two huge successes, and uh, I predict that Medium is going to be his third. Um, so the focus of Medium is on reading and it's on writing, not setting up uh, gadgets, not setting up uh, design templates. Uh, also, uh, it's really easy to set up an account. You can log in with a Google account. You don't need to do that account verification uh, juggling act. Um, there's no admin side, live side juggling act. Uh, what you type is exactly what it looks like. So it's just a really easy, intuitive um, writing experience. Uh, and you get to tag your um, your writing assignment with up to three tags. And so you sort of join this community of readers and writers. So the emphasis is on writing and sharing, uh, not on setting up a blog platform, which I think was the inherent problem with, uh, with student blogging. I think two things that I've noticed from it is, number one, it puts the focus on the content of the post. And... Uh, you don't have to uh, save it as a draft and then preview it to see what it's going to look like. Uh, as Mike said, what you type is, is what it looks like. And then I think uh, number two is that the, um, your audience and your network is already in place. Um, you don't have to uh, worry about, uh, I don't say worry about, but um, you know the, the odds of, of somebody finding your uh, student blog post through Google is probably pretty slim. Uh, and so what Medium does is it already has this audience of people who are interested in, in sharing content and reading content about various topics, uh, education, entrepreneurship, but also business. Um, and, and so I've, those are the two benefits that I've seen uh, from using it. And also what Medium is doing that's really clever, in my opinion, is they are paying uh, well-known writers and authors to publish on their platform. And so you have student work that is presented in the same manner as uh, John Krakauer's latest piece. And so you're not competing with trying to draw attention to this, this platform, you're just emphasizing the writing. And that's really what the purpose of student blogging was supposed to be. Uh, it just it never really panned out. Of course, there are a few exceptions, and there's probably going to be somebody that you know emails us and, and, and with a scathing review of, of our anti-student blogging report. Uh, but I think if you think about the points that we're trying to make, um, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, 
I think that's about all that I have to say about this topic. I don't know if there's anything that you want to add, Brian. No. Uh, again, this is our, our first go around at things, um, and so next time and the time after that, uh, if Mike has me back, we uh, <laughs> it might look a little different, um, but hopefully. Uh, at some point, something that we talk about is going to add some value to your classroom, uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, you know seeing where this thing goes. This is our uh, this is our MVP, as Mike talked about, and so we're going to uh, throw it out there. We're going to uh, you know get feedback, make some improvements, and then uh, and go from there. Yeah. So if uh, you liked what we had to say, if you have any comments, if uh, if you think we should never do this again, we want to hear that. Um, you can find me uh, online in, in two different places: my website mmcfadden.com, and then also uh, on Twitter at mj mcfadden. So mj m a c f a d d e n. And then Brian, where are you? Uh, I'm at Wayland w h a l e n dot biz, and then you can also find me on Twitter at Brian b r i a n underscore Wayland w h a l e n. Just like the just like the mammal whale, with an n. With an n. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes and uh, let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, listening. <laughs> bye bye.